Uh, Jeb Blunt, another book. Seriously, I mean, the last book has been out for how long? And we already have another book from you. I, I look back at the last 11 years and I came, I'm trying to f find the time that I wasn't writing a book. Somebody asked my wife about when I was going to write the next book. And she said, she said, ask his next wife. So <laughs> Listen, I keep trying to catch up to you. So you, you were at something like uh, nine and I had one. And then I did another one so I could try to gain a little bit of ground on you. So you did another one. And then you did another one before I could do my third book. So uh, you're a hard guy to keep up with. I, I want to talk specifically for just a minute uh, about objections. And the part of this that I think is important for people to understand, uh, they're universal. And, and I think that you wrote another book like Fanatical Prospecting where the challenge is, I don't care what you sell. You could sell financial services. You could sell healthcare. You could sell anything on earth and you're gonna get objections. So what got you hooked on this, this topic for the book this time? I was in New York City working with one of my clients, New York Mets. And I went in for what my salespeople call Jeb Unplug, which is essentially me standing in front of a group of people and they just throw anything that they have, any problem, any issue, any challenge at me, and we just take them all and we, and we work through them. And it's a really fun way to train because it's completely nonlinear and it's in the moment. And we did this for about three hours and spent some more time with them. And they graciously let me go see a game in a really nice seat. And I love baseball. But as I was watching the game, it kept, like, there was something about the conversation that we'd had that kept hitting me and, and coming back to me. And as I was walking out of the stadium, back to the subway, it dawned on me that basically every question that these folks had asked me was about what to do when someone tells them no, what to say, how to act, what, what's the process, you know, how, to, how can I get around it? And then as I started thinking about the other sessions I'd had like that and the things that people ask me after training or you know, after I give a speech and they come up to me, so much of it is about what do I say when people tell me no? So at the time, I was focused on writing a book on negotiation. And I remember the next morning, I was sitting by the phone waiting. I called my, my editor, my publisher up, and I, and I got her on the telephone. And thankfully, she answers my telephone. I guess you write as many books, they answer your phone. But she answered the phone, and I pitched her on objections. I thought she was going to give me an objection. And she immediately said, stop the presses. That's what we're going to do. So it, it, I got it two days later and off to the races. It's not the writing so many books, Jeb. It's the selling so many books. Uh, un understand why your call gets answered. That's why. Um, I, I, it's always true when an author writes a book that there's a reason that they have to write the book. And so I understand. So you get consumed with that. I have a little uh, bit of a, a dissonance here around the idea that there's a way to unplug you. For as long as I've known you, it's been impossible to unplug you. And all three of us on this call have tried and failed miserably every time, especially around outbound. Uh, that's a fact. That, Mark Hunter, you're up. Hey, Jeb, great book, Objections. No, I object to the title, Objections. Oh, let's put all those stupid jokes aside. Uh, really, the foreword is pretty awesome. That, that is amazing. But people, as they read the book, which chapter do you want them to zero in on and focus in on to take away the most from? Well, first, thank you for writing the foreword. It is a tremendous foreword. It's one of the best that's ever written. With apologies to Mike, who wrote... <laughs> The Forward of Fanatical Prospecting, which has been a mega bestseller, and uh, Anthony, who wrote the uh, the foreword to Sales EQ, uh, which has also been a nice bestseller. So both, I'm getting good luck having you guys write forewords. The 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 chapter though that 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 for me stands out, and the one that I think is most important is the very first chapter in the book, and it's about asking. 
we know that when salespeople walk into situations where there's a potential for getting an objection, in many cases, they're creating objections through their own behavior. And just recently, I was with a group of salespeople and we were doing a little experiment. We spent about an hour just teaching them how to ask, ask with confidence, ask uh, in assertive and assumptive way, not with arrogance, not, not in a mean way, but, but asking and expecting to get a yes. We spent about an hour with them, put them back on the telephones, and in the next 30 minutes after we taught them how to ask, they got a 600% increase in sales outcomes. That means they sold 600% more sold money in the bank stuff after having the, the conversation about asking than they did before they were having the conversation about asking. So understanding that a relaxed confidence has a huge impact on whether or not people are gonna say yes to you. And right after that, the, the, the chapter on becoming rejection proof, the how do you manage your emotions in the moment, that chapter is, uh, is fundamental to everything else in the book. Because in every sales conversation and whenever you face an objection, it is the human being in that conversation that exerts the, 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 the greatest amount of emotional control that's going to have the highest probability of getting the outcome that they want, which for a salesperson is getting past no and getting the yes. So it all begins with you, your ability, your, your ability to manage your emotions and reduce resistance. And, and so for, in my eyes, those two chapters, they, they, uh, they're the ones that if I were reading the book, I want to go to first. So it'd be the forward and those two chapters. And that's Absolutely. It. Got it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and uh, I'm not pitching outbound here, except I, I kind of am. Uh, if you want to see Jeb do that and teach somebody how to do that in real life, show up at outbound. Uh, it's been tremendous both years. Mike Weinberg. Yeah. It's, it, thanks, Anthony. I, it's funny. I was going to go to outbound and ask Jeb a, a question, but first I just need to rib him. Um, not that he's the hottest sales author of the decade. And as I noticed this morning, when I went on Amazon to check all of our books, seeing objections before the release, not only at the number one hot new release in a couple of categories, but also already number one on the bestseller list in the telemarketing category. So clearly, Jeb, uh, obviously your reputation precedes you, but this book is huge. I mean, we all deal with objections. And I think what a lot of salespeople do is they get all wound up about the objection that comes later in the sales cycle. And what I heard you do at Outbound, and you did it in a kind of scary, dangerous way with some volunteers on stage, we get objections early on, even when we're prospecting and trying to earn someone's time to say, yes, come on and visit with me for a few minutes. So I would just love you to address, I think people would find this really interesting. Um, how do you deal with the objection that you get really early on when they don't even want your call or they're, you're, you've got some value and you're worth visiting with, but they tell you no, and you need to get past that very first and hardest objection to get the meeting? So the, uh, the, the first objection that you get, like you said, for the meeting is a prospecting objection. And that's, that's one of the four types of objections that you get in sales. Prospecting objections, red herrings, micro-commitment objections, and buying commitment objections. And the prospecting objection, top of the funnel, is the reason why the four of us have so much work. It's the one place where the objection borders on rejection, and in some cases can become rejection. So it creates a lot of trepidation in salespeople. It creates a lot of issues with emotion. There's four or three ways that we experience rejection. There's real rejection, which most of the time an objection is not real rejection, although it feels that way to salespeople. There's perceived rejection, and that's why we turn an objection into rejection. And, and, and then there, there's, there's, there's anticipated rejection. I'm thinking about something that might reject me. Whether it's anticipated or perceived or real, it still creates an emotional response. 
So for salespeople, in the hardest part of the selling process, which is top of the funnel, interrupting a stranger, asking them for their time, the hardest ask in sales, emotional control in these situations becomes even more important. And in the book, we, we give you a three-step process for dealing with these type of brush offs, rejections, and reflex responses that you get when you're prospecting, that a allow you to gain control of your own emotions in the moment, so that you can uh, that you can think, and then at the same time, how do you disrupt your prospect's resistance and turn them around and bring them back towards you by doing or saying something that's non-complimentary? In other words, it's something that they're not expecting, so that when you do or say that thing all of a sudden it flips them around and they're willing to work with you. And now that you have emotional control, you can go back to your assumptive assertive state. And that's what it takes because we're not gonna take away the sting of being told no when you're prospecting. What we have to do is we have to learn frameworks that allow us in context to get control of the emotion, to, to flip the buyer script and then to ask again so that we can get what we want. And when we, when we when we leverage this or we employ this with sales teams, we see exponential increases in the number of prospect, our prospects and meetings that they get. And Mike, I sent you a picture this week of one of the people that I was training using something that you teach. And, and it's a really simple thing. He used the ledge, which he said, he said, that's why I called. The person told him no. And he said, well, that's exactly why I called. So why don't we meet anyway? A very simple turnaround that you teach. And, uh, and, and he said, how about one o'clock on Thursday? And there was silence on the phone and I could see his heart pounding. And all of a sudden he goes, oh yeah, okay, well 12 will work. And then he looked at me and said, I just can't believe that worked. He kept saying it over and over and over again. But we saw in this group when they when they employed this this simple three-step process that you'll find in the book that they were easily able to get past most of the objections that they found and set a meetings with high set good meetings with high quality prospects. I love it. I love it. I got three words for the folks that, that follow us online. Get the book. You need this book. I loved it. I laughed. Jeff, you had me in the introduction. The story about about your reaction. And you kind of undersold it here when you were telling Anthony uh, of when you decided you needed to write this book based on what happened with the Mets. Unbelievable. You just drew me right in. And this, this book's a winner. Very excited for you. Thank you. Uh, I will say that of all of your books, uh, this is um, probably the best written. And uh, I think we're experiencing right now what I'm calling peak Jeb. This is uh, Jeb at the height of his power and his strength. And you absolutely must pick this book up. It's wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. You know, when you pick up the book, though, you really don't pick up one copy. You pick up multiple. You need a hard copy that you can highlight. You need a copy to keep on your device. And then you need an audio copy. So you got to get three copies. And then while you're at it, get a copy or two for your boss. All right. One uh, final uh, closing thoughts here. I will say uh, this book will be a bestseller. I'm going to predict it goes into the top 80 books in the top 100 on Amazon out of over 8 million books. I think it's going to reach the top 80. That's my prediction. And uh, the second thing that I'll say in my closing remarks is if you have not picked up tickets for Outbound, reach out to any one of us. You got to be there. It's going to be huge. And uh, you'll get to see some of this stuff live in action because that's what Jeb does. Mark Hunter, closing hey. remarks. Closing remarks. I mean, you got to get the book. You got to get the book objections and you got to be at outbound. You know, it's really interesting when you watch Jeb bring people up from the audience on stage to walk through. That is worth the price of admission right there. But hey, um, you got to be there at outbound tickets right now. Go there. Get them. Mike Weinberg. Yeah, I'd say uh, be wary 
of the sales experts who tell you that all the stuff that used to work doesn't work anymore. Because you're looking at four guys who were preaching a lot of truth that used to work and it still works. And we've always gotten objections and we've always had to deal with them. And when you blend in uh, what Jeb taught us in Sales EQ about managing our emotions and, and our relationships and how we're perceived with the techniques and some of the science in objections, nothing will stop you. Just get this book and put it to practice. You'll be so, so thankful. Mr. Uh, big time author, uh, you get the closing remarks here. What do you have to say? Well, first of all, thank you. It's awesome to have great friends who have all our accomplished authors travel all over the world. I think that the if you were to add all of our miles up that the four of us have flown so far this year, helping sales teams everywhere make transformational changes, I'm, I'm betting you'd be close to a million miles flown so far this year. So, uh, so, so I, I'm truly grateful for you guys for uh, your, your support without, uh, with objections and, and for people who are thinking about buying the book. Uh, I think that you'll love this book. I do agree with Anthony. Of, of all the books, this one is the one that everything kind of came together just at the right time. So I think you'll love it. And if you pick up your tickets for Outbound, you'll have an opportunity to meet me in person along with Mike and Mark and Anthony, and you can grab a copy of this book. You can experience the, the, the training in real time and watch how we transform people, and you'll have the time of your life because Outbound is an event like none other. It is the true rock show of the sales world, and it's a ticket that you want to get. You can go to outboundconference.com, pick up your ticket, go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold, and get your copy of Objections today. I've got good luck having you guys write forwards. Yeah, hey, Jeb, first of all, you know, the book, I, I really question the entire book. Now, the forward is absolutely awesome. But okay, but I think there was a better forward in a previous book. I think. Sales EQ. Yeah, Sales no, EQ. No. Had a... I think it was his book before that had the best forward. I'm just saying. Hey, Mike, who allowed you to get into this conversation? Jeb, here's your clap, all right? <laughs>